Hi, it's me, Amber, your GM of Shapeshift, and I'm just here to tell you that the following episodes of Book of Summer may have a different audio quality than the rest of the podcast, and that's because we're streaming the show live now on twitch.tv forward slash Geekspective, and the first couple of episodes, we've had some technical difficulties. For this episode specifically, we lost a player's local recording and had to use the Zoom call recording instead. And then for a couple episodes out after this one, we also had another player's local audio recording was picking up sounds from their headphones. And so it made the track very echoey when all of them were put together. So for those episodes, we had to use the audio track stripped from the video recording. So if you're able to notice the difference in audio quality, I apologize. We're just trying to make do with what we can in these COVID times. We're not in our studio anymore. So thank you for continuing to listen. Okay, well, let's just get into it. This is going to be a part two of session zero. The first stream we had, I also had some production difficulties with my computer freezing. And so we really only got to discuss and recap character choices and character class and some world stuff, and then also talking about tone and lines and veils and safety stuff. So here we go. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Shapeshift being streamed live on Twitch.com. We're playing Book of Summer, a Ryutama campaign, basically the second mini campaign that I want to run for this show. So if you've listened to the first season of Book of Spring, you may have heard these people who are below me, but now you can see them with your eyes like I do every time we play, and it's a treasure always. So let's go ahead and introduce our players. And we'll go with, and I did it right this time, I'm pretty sure I have everybody in the right place they're supposed to be. Below me, right to below me, is Pico, aka Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon. You can find me on Twitter at Brand Seals. Am I supposed to be really clammy right now? Is that what it's like to be a streamer? I don't know. Maybe. I think mm. it's because we're locked in rooms with like multiple electronic devices. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I have two computers under me blowing fans up at me, so I feel kind of uh, drippy. Welcome welcome to Shapeshift, <laughs> where we're dripping from our yeah. Monster. Check out our Patreon where you can listen to 30 minutes of us trying to troubleshoot technical issues. <laughs> and listen to us complain about our drippiness. You're right. All oh, right. no, that's live. <laughs> that's part of the mainstream. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Anyway, that's me. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm Pico. Right. We'll talk about your actual characters and everything after we do player introductions. So next up yeah. is Chris, who you are. If you do anything that's worth note. Hi, I'm Chris, and I do not exist on the internet except for the tiny stretches of time when I'm on the stream. On Geekspective stream, yeah. On Geekspective streams. Oh, I can't all. say that you're winking at me anymore. Everyone can see now. <laughs> oh, yeah, podcast. The, the veil has been lifted. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. You can still lie. I mean, in the future, people won't. They'll be fooled. There'll still, still be a podcast. And yeah. Some people don't like to watch live streams. Some people like to watch live streams. Some people like podcasts. Yeah, you could still lie to the podcast listeners. <laughs> it will only be a lie once, and after that, yeah. it's all truth. Yes. All right, next up, Alfred, a.k.a. Kristen. Ah. Hi, that's me. Hello. I'm Kristen. I don't know. The internet kind of sucks. So <laughs> I'm taking a hiatus from that whole situation. Sounds smart. I did the same thing too, where it's like Twitter is a void, like a black hole of information that I just get overwhelmed and overloaded. So mm-hmm. I uh, deleted it off my phone. It's been pretty good. It's a good Even call. Brandon knows that I still look at the the web app from time to time, but it's not yeah, as bad. Yeah, work around. But it's not as bad. It's like the Twitter app is just really easy to pull open, whatever. But anyway, okay. And then last but not least, we have Musashi, aka. Brother John! I'm Brother John, and you can find me. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so player introductions. Done. Checklist. Marked off. So I guess we could kind of talk about kind of like what we did last time and how we got to where we are right now. But for the new audience people or new listeners, we already did a campaign. Same four players. Brandon, Chris, 
Kristen and John played a campaign called Book of Spring. And we built this world right here. As you can see on the, the people watching on Twitch, there is a, the map of Loam is up for them to see. This is the place where we made up together. And then the things that are in black circles are the places that they know about or explored in Book of, uh, Book of Spring. Oh my God, I'm going to do this constantly throughout this. I mean, Book of Spring, Book of Summer, Book of Spring. Anyway, so yeah, so we had a session zero already for this group, but today we're kind of like getting into this new stream. This is new for most of us, new for me in the sense of production. Session zero, we're kind of, we're just going to kind of be chill today. We're going to introduce the characters, introduce the region. And then talk about like in our session zero was more like idea stuff. And now I think we've all kind of fleshed, everybody's fleshed their character out more so we can talk about that. So I guess we'll go around and start going with characters. Pico is a cat thief. His reason for traveling is to recover memories. He doesn't really know much about himself. Kind of doesn't really know what kind of person he is. It's kind of like if you, you woke up from a dream and you're kind of blank. Mm. So he kind of feels like that. All he knows is really he's kind of nervous about the world and he's trying to travel around, trying to find something familiar, people, places, things, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. His personal item is like this purple ribbon with a pattern on it, but he just doesn't recognize the pattern. That's pretty much it. He used to be part of a, a bandits called the Jolly Company. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, had some run-ins with Arthur from last season, but he doesn't remember, remember too much about that. Yeah, we can go into details later, but yeah, uh, that's pretty well, much the main one things. Definitely things I want to talk about is after we talk about introduce the characters, then we'll talk about your character class and modifications and that kind of stuff. I will say, though, he is a cat thief, but it's more along the lines of Aladdin, where like he's only a thief to survive. He's like a really nice way of doing a thief that's not offensive to most people. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I need to live. Yeah. Kind of whatever, <laughs> etc. All right. Got you to tell you all about it. All right. Let's watch Aladdin now. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Only Next if it's up. the Will Smith version. Didn't see it. Not bad. I thought I would hate it. it I thought so too. I hate okay. Aladdin and Jasmine, but Will Smith was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, there's a special kind of magic going into something like that with. Tiny, tiny expectations. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's really easy to be like, this is not as bad as I thought. Okay. So next I, up, we need to talk about Francis. Yeah. Hi. So I am playing Francis. He is a young, naive boar man. Boy, really. He is massive, as boars tend to get, but he is bipedal and can speak. He is kind of supposed to be an ambassador for the Boar tribes to the common-speaking world. Hey, bro, please stop eating us all the time. (laughs) Let us roam a little bit, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But he's really naive about the human world. He doesn't understand pretty much anything about it. But he's not fully a Boar, so like he's kind of an outcast there, too. So he's trying to prove his worth to his tribe and family and all that, that he actually deserves to be this boar ambassador kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah, he really is like, he's a, he's a big boy. Like, yeah, we said 700 pounds or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like probably like, he's still like barely a tween in like his lifespan. Mm hmm. So he's like maybe 13 or whatever the equivalent that is in boar years. But like, uh, he's already like six feet tall and like 400 pounds. Like, yeah, I mean, some of it's fat, but a good chunk of it's muscle. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a big burly boy and he does not realize how burly he is compared to humans. But yeah, he's not, he's not done growing or anything like that. <laughs> this is just, this is, this is not his final form, but this is when he finally, like, his family was like, dude, we can't support you. <laughs> <laughs> you're eating us out of house and home kind of situation? You, you're, you're eating us, yes, pretty much. Because, like, at this point, all the other piglets in his litter are kind of, like, somewhat self-sufficient. 
but uh-huh. he can't he because he's half human he can't like run around with all the boars at like boar speed mm-hmm. foraging through the underbrush and stuff i think i missed this point he's half human yeah he is bipedal <laughs> he's not really half human he's just like Okay, was, that's an important like, clarification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, <laughs> Sorry. It's, I remember in the notes where, or the session zero where Chris was just saying, like, every, like, 200 years, a special born mm-hmm. child is born yeah. who is bipedal and has humanoid characteris- characteristics yeah. and is different than the other boars kind of situation. He is, he is, like, he is born from a boar family. Like boar mom, boar dad. There is no, there is no human involved in that process. <laughs> okay, thank but, you. Just clarifying. Yeah, but like, well, it's kind of like like a half orc in D anD. d Like he's not fully an orc or fully a right. human. Like, like he has hands. Like he doesn't just have like, like hooves on his end. Like those are actual. He has like actual digits. Gotcha. That have splayed out. So he's he's kind of like an in between step, and he <laughs> like. Like he's fully bipedal, he can't go on all fours and run around. Oh. So like, okay, cool. So that's Francis Ulfred. Hey, Ulfred is a wolf. If you couldn't tell by the name, mm-hmm. he's a journalist. He's traveling so that he can basically collect stories and see what everybody's up to. I think he mostly wants to hear about people's hardships, so mm. that he can spread the word and maybe get people some help. That's his thing. Oh, and he has the zines. Oh, he yeah. He lives at Rhapsody Roads. What are they called again? They're like something tracks. Wolf tracks. Wolf, wolf, wolf tracks. That was horrible. I love it. That was a Brandon invention. Pretty good. <laughs> wolf yeah. tracks. Yeah, I'm always looking for puns. Like, I didn't get a chance to say uh, Bor Mitzvah at the last character, but uh, I just got to throw that out there. Okay. Or I was going to say, like, <laughs> I don't know, missing oink or so- missing sausage link. I don't know. I was no. trying. But sausage link is getting closer, but not quite there. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, 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 whatever. I brought it. We don't up. want to think about Francis's character in terms of sausages. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Musashi. Musashi is clearly a samurai, but his life was like as a bodyguard to a wealthy merchant family. It's kind of like. It's within Musashi's bloodline to serve this particular family, so they have some sort of symbiotic relationship. And Musashi is the second generation to guard this one person who is at the end, tail end of their own life. So they spent a lot of time together, almost like a parent and a child in a way. So they have like that kind of relationship. But in this point in time in Musashi's life, Musashi's about middle aged. And his owner has, or his, you know, his master had passed away. And because of their bond, his owner gave Musashi like a last dying wish kind of thing. And he told Musashi, he sent Musashi on this kind of little quest, so to speak. I remember, because I know people are going to listen to the episode zero i kind of said he's gonna just wander around he want his master wanted him to like you know s- search himself as a person but in this i kind of reckoned it and i wanted it to be like he's sending musashi on a mission as his last request to go to to, to, to deliver this ominous envelope that was given to him to mm. the to the which direction the western shore West. where the lighthouses are mm-hmm. the lighthouses so yep. Musashi's kind of on a more or less of a a last a final wish quest for his master, and so that's kind of what his I want. I, the only reason why I want to do this give a driving force to move forward instead right. of just wander around and search yourself because that could be like I'm just going to sit in this village for thirty sessions. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, thank you, John, for giving your character a motivation to continue moving mm-hmm. so we don't end up in one place. For twenty sessions, and not that little, I have any problem with that or anything, but yeah. no, no, about, you sound like you love the idea of it. <laughs> it's just a lot of NPCs, a lot of things I have to fill stores with. And, <laughs> you guys just sit for twenty sessions, right? A little bit about Musashi's character, though, and not his backstory. He's a little bit military-minded, obviously, because he's a bodyguard. That's like been his entire life: he's bodyguard, protect people, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he's also very think spock <laughs> like he's just very logical minded and he's yeah. just very 
to the point, doesn't beat around the bush when with his statements, very blunt and whatever. But it, and he doesn't emote too much. But it's not that he doesn't care. He's just that's just the way he is. Right. He, he just he he cares about things. He just doesn't emote. He just kind of gets to the point. Right. Okay. So part of you, Tama, if you're not aware of this or if this is the first time hearing about this game, the GM gets to actually have a. It's kind of a PC, but it's more like a omniscient role where it's like I watch over and I can potentially cast spells and do stuff that either helps or hinders the party or whatever. And so this time I'm playing a, I went with a little fox, like tiny fox, like (sighs) think fennec fox size, but looks like, you know, a red, little red fox. And their name is Suma, S-U-M-A. And they're the uh, Azure, uh, I should make him a blue fox, actually, to admit, uh, but I think that would stand out a little, eh, we'll say he's got a blue shine to his fur. And their goal is to record stories about drama and comedy. They are nomadic, so they don't really live any place. And their personality type is meddling, curious, trickster, humorous. And I know in the session zero, I said that I wanted them to live like in like, little sand castles along the sea or whatever. I nomadic. I it was before I chose a form for the Eugen. So real quick, can you guys go around and tell me your guys' reasons for travel again? And start with Pico. To recover lost memories, find familiar ground. And then Francis. He's trying to prove his worth. Okay. Ulfred. To collect people's stories that don't okay. usually get told. Gotcha. And Musashi? I am on a quest for my master's last gotcha. anguish. Okay, cool. Good. All right. So let's get into the actual game stuff because what we did is, and we talked about this in our like end of campaign talk uh, that we read time is a great system, but there's the core system of it is kind of, not really flexible. There's not a lot of different characters, like the max level is 10. There's a certain amount of spells. Um, you choose one area of spells, like spring, that's all you get, unless you like pick another branch of magic or whatever. But it's, it's we took this opportunity since we played it for oh, about eight months, nine months or something, to make some modifications. So I think we'll go around now and talk about what, like, what your care like what modifications did you do, did you guys do and we all started at or you guys all started at level 4 my region is not um at that same level so they don't have any benedictions right now but let's go ahead and go around and talk about like what you did to build your character for this game cuz we did not talk about that in session 0 do masashi so you want to know what modifications I made. So, or like what, where your character's at right now. Like what's going on with your character? What do you so have? So when I first that? start, because I first started him off level one, the first thing I did was I picked his base stats, which was going to be, it wasn't specialist. Specialist is like an, what was four, it? 4488. 4488. Yep. I, I went with uh, 8664, which is just like the S- middle ground. Standard, yep. Yeah, standard. And so his, Based on Musashi's character, I went mostly on the physical stats. He's more strength and dex. His intelligence is incredibly low. But uh, as a bodyguard, you don't need too much intelligence. (laughs) Just whatever. And then his spirit is also... It's okay. It's average. So his strength right now, after leveling up to level 4, has gone up to 10. And his dex has gone up to 8. His intelligence is still at 4. And his spirit is still at 6. Like I don't think I'm going to level this up too much and then now his in his health because he's an attack type and a noble class no noble class has nothing to do with it but because he's an attack type i get plus four to his hp Mm -hmm. and then including his strength his hp is up to 29 he's he's a tank for a shiba inu samurai so he's also a noble terms of modifications this is about it though isn't it or well what did you get what what terrain or whether he's oh right oh those things yeah yeah so i figured it makes sense that one of his status effects or his immunity is poison he's immune to poison okay then his specialized terrain is glass is grassland i know it's not like i don't think we're going to run into tons of grassland but as far as usually when i make my character stuff i usually think about them as a character what makes sense for them so i figured he he prefer grassland if he could be anywhere to have an advantage 
Right. And yeah, I don't think you had any other class modifications or anything like that. Um, um, you didn't do anything really. special. You took noble and attack, and so you didn't change anything. Yeah, he's he, noble and attack. And the thing is, is his master, oh, I guess if it's important, his master weapon is a katana, obviously, but the noble class makes it so it's, it's a bonus to that if I pick it again as his mastered weapon. So he's right. got like a plus one bonus to accuracy with his katana. And then, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's about it, cool. Uh, yeah. Did you take any items? We started with a thousand. I took gold. a sun cape. Okay, cool. And then you have your basic traveler set, which contains mm-hmm. a backpack, sleeping bag, wooden utensils, water skin, and five rations. Yeah. And then I want to know if you guys think this makes sense. I also gave you guys a party set, which has a pack animal, barrel, wooden chest, repair set, soap, washing set, torch, fire starter set, tent. And because Musashi's person that he was bodyguarding was a merchant i thought it made most sense for him to have it i mean i could just have it yeah i know it makes no sense for france francis basically does not have any possessions right exactly so and i don't think and pico's a little cat thief so yeah most of the stuff you gave us by default i just sold back because he's a cat <laughs> he doesn't need a sleeping bag he doesn't need uh, utensils okay that's fine so he wouldn't have this this party kit okay that's fine cool all right. Um, so I'll mark down party kit on my thing. Yeah, party set. And so you go to think about what your pack animal is and its name, but you can think about that later. Okay, Ulfred. Yeah. You had a little bit of changing. I know yeah. that. We went basically with the minstrel class because he does a lot of the traveling and collecting of the stories and such. That last move, what was it? It was like perform or something, right? music something yeah music i haven't quite decided between two like i have written down insight which i took from what we did with colleen's other class which Mm -hmm. was discern a creature's true intentions right or basically take it just from music into like a bardic inspiration kind of thing where he's like oh well i met this guy who one time did such and such that and that could basically work the same way okay and as far as giving the party whatever bonus that was. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of up to you guys. Like, what's going to be most useful? Well, we could do is, yeah, I mean, you guys can talk about it as a, as a party, but we could also do a thing, and this is an option, if you don't want to choose right now, mm-hmm. we could play this first session-ish, the setup, and see what makes sense. And mm-hmm. the end you can choose. That could be a thing, too, but you guys can talk about it. Because the, the second move on the minstrel list is knowledge of tradition, which I saw as like a history, like a written recorded kind of thing. Whereas this inspiration piece would be like, here's these one-off stories that not everybody's heard kind of thing. So that, I mean, they're basically the same thing, but functionally different. And that was like the narrative difference that I had come up with. It makes sense. Cause like in every story, there's something useful that can be used. And sure. your character probably has something for every single situation. So that makes sense. If Kristen can come up with it, we'll see. <laughs> well, we can fade to black. Okay. <laughs> we can all collaborate. It's fine. Sure. I know when Babu was making shit up, there was plenty of times where you guys helped me out. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he was just pulling random biographical information out of his asshole, it was like, hey, anybody got any advice? <laughs> Okay, so what are you at as far as stats and like the terrain and status effect immunity? Uh, I forget where I started out with stats, but I ended up with sixes across the board except for int is 10, I believe, because that's where a lot of his roles come from. So you um, probably started at the four, six, six, eight. That sounds right, because I know I started out with a strength of four because I have a very tiny health still. Mm-hmm. Terrain weather? Weather I went... Uh, terrain I did alpine okay because he's a wolf boy mm-hmm. um, and then the status effect immunity I did muddled because okay. int is the thing that he needs to not be bad at yep makes sense to me okay and then as far as items are concerned did you you took the basic traveler set and then did you pick up anything else yeah I had a question it said anything under 400 coins for like that special traveling thing is that 400 included like 400 and under or it must be under 400 400 and under okay then i think i picked rain boots maybe i don't remember okay i wrote it down somewhere cool 
Okie dokie. Chris. All right. So when I was making Francis, I, I didn't really see a class that like fit really what I wanted to do. Right. Like, so I kind of have been mulling over some ideas and I've kind of started to write them down of like what I want my class abilities and stuff to be. Mm-hmm. Cause like the class name is going to be Borier instead of warrior because sure. Of course, of course I want him to have like some ability to like find his own food and like, yeah, like tr- truffle hunt rummaging around like boars can really eat anything. They're complete omnivores. So it's like, he, I like the idea that he can find food for himself that's like not palatable necessarily right. for other people. Right. Forager like, was definitely something I had thought about for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I put it as rummage because I think even like going through trash, like he'll, he'll find a meal. He doesn't care. Right. I think also we could use it as a, like if you guys defeat monsters as a yeah. way to, to get the, material off of them because you right now currently don't have anybody who can do that if you fight anything i mean i think that makes sense because he i mean he did live in the forest and like so he does Mm -hmm. know how to like use like things he finds i mean if you're okay with that that makes sense to me yeah it does i mean it makes sense to me yeah um what were you what were you thinking stat wise i know for like a lot of the i think int is definitely one of them but i know for like herb gathering it's strength too I would say int and dex for you. Okay. So I won't be very good at it, but I'll try. <laughs> that's fine. I, dex and int make sense because I think that's what the other classes use to like harvest materials. Yeah. I'm going to look at the hunter really quick because I'm pretty sure it was uh, yeah. hunting is dex and int. Yeah. And so is trapping. Right. Yeah. Yep. Makes yeah. sense to me. And so you took scrounging and then you also have a boar god that you wanted to like pray to to get divine inspiration or guidance so, yeah so like i mean his boar parents may have given birth to him but really he's a child of the boar god and i've been trying to think of names and i'm just gonna riff one straight out of norse mythology there's okay. the the golden uh boar gulen bursty who okay. is so that that we're gonna call that as the boar god and I'm writing that down now that I've said that out loud. But <laughs> basically, he kind of has a connection with the boar god. Like, Gulenversi's not, like, babysitting him, but, like, he can kind of, like, pray or something like that. I don't know if it's anything as formal as actually, like, praying, but it's like, Hey, hey. What, are the, what are the humans doing here? What does this mean? And so, sure. my thought... My thought, if I roll poorly enough, it is just wild misconceptions of what, like, a feral boar god would think the humans are, like... Yeah. Like, what the situation... So, like, sometimes it'll be right on the money, like, hey, what is this animal? Why is it looking at me like this? Mm-hmm. But also, it could just be, like, completely inac- wildly inaccurate. Anyhow, I was thinking spirit, spirit for that. Because, like, yes. the, no- the knowledges are, like, int-int. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. I thought it yeah. made sense. But yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Great. I like it. Spirit, spirit. And then the third ability is, I'm going to call it rage, but it's, like, a boar frenzy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where whenever he, his people he cares about or things he cares about are under attack or... Like, he, he he never goes into rage to protect himself, but it'd be to, like, protect people he cares about. Mm-hmm. Like, in a mythological sense, this is, like, him defending his people kind of thing. Sure. He basically hulks out for a little bit. And now, we had talked previously about what you thought that would look like. Do yeah. you have any good ideas? Well, I thought what we talked about last night was okay, where it was one of those things where you rage and you increases your base strength for the next action that you do that involving yeah. strength. Cause that's really strong, <laughs> but it also will make you uh, lose one on your condition. Oh, so, just straight up lower my condition by one. I think so. I think that's what we were talking about, right? 
Okay. I wasn't or, sure if we were going to do that or give him like tired eight or something like well, that. Well, because what we could do for the status effects, exhausted. Yeah, I could be, if we take exhausted, then your spirit goes down by one die. That's a trade-off. Wait, is tired and exhausted a different thing? Tired doesn't ex- really exist per se. It's just... That was, one of, that was one of the statuses that like you could get so i thought that was the thing i see exhaustion, exhaustion. muddled uh, shock injury poison and sickness okay i must have misread them but yeah exhaustion and tired i mean that's the same thing right so, so. are you okay with basically the trade i'm trying to think about it balance wise you go yeah. one die size and ju- strength just for the next action that you're going to do but it also after you Roll you. I think it's either because we talked about like it's also a you succeed, you fail, you fumble, you crit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you crit the if you crit the roll, you don't take the exhaustion, okay? If you succeed, you take the exhaustion. If you fumble, I think you take the exhaustion and you might actually end up going into shock. Is that too much? I think it's a really strong ability, so whatever you want to do. I think shock means all four stats reduced by one die size. Terrifying. Let's I do mean, it. That, that's if you fumble. Like, like yeah. if you like, really mess up. And it's like you overraged, and so for, you know, you get shock, whatever your condition is, and then you have to roll your better condition or overcome your condition. So if you just straight up succeed, or like the roll I'm going to make, if I... Pass, fail, normally, it's fine. I just get the exhaust. Mm-hmm. And then if I fumble, I get, what shock. was the shock? All four stats reduced by one die size. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. And I was thinking, what level of exhaustion? Because doesn't it, it, it doesn't depends it, on, your, on your condition. So, like, if you had a condition 10, like, if you got exhaustion 8, I think... The next day, if you roll under eight, you will be exhausted. So I think exhaustion eight is. Oh. I mean, we can think about it. Like, yeah, we can. Would it make sense to maybe pay with HP, kind of like concentrate mm-hmm. does with MP? Yeah, that makes sense. As well, instead of using exhaustion. You you do have a ton of HP, so it could be a resource that you could use. Yeah, like that. it could be like I don't know, cutting your HP in half seems pretty bad but yeah, like maybe, I, I, I maybe like 10 hp or something or eight a quarter a quarter yeah, yeah. and then maybe it could uh, differ based on you know if it's a fumble or a crit well that's what we were say, i like the, i like the idea of condition we d- one I was thing suggest it's like it subtracts your base strength from your hp but that's a little bit much Ooh, i think his strength is 12 yeah it's a lot yeah oh so okay. I, I, one Half of your base that, strength. One of the things I we didn't do a lot last mini campaign was interact with conditions, and that's definitely something I would like to do more of this session okay. or mm-hmm. this this uh, this campaign. So I think to me it makes more sense that you do take status effects mm-hmm. um, because I don't want you to die. You're not going to die <laughs> from a status effect. <laughs> it just sucks. It just, it just sucks. You're not going to be able to do anything, which makes sense if you Hulk out and you overexert yourself. Yeah, it, that just um, makes sense to me. Is that a thing I can... Do you think I can rage multiple times in a combat? Like, maybe that's where an HP penalty comes maybe, in? Maybe it should be... Yeah, I think that's an HP penalty. I think if the every like, time you do it, you are going to end up losing. Like, every time after the first one, I lose some health? Yes. Because, like, I'm literally MP, pushing my body to the limit. <laughs> right. I think that's a good thing. It's like, for every time... We can come up with a number, but I think what we should do... And we should write this out. And I also think this would be a very good Patreon reward for people as a, uh, essentially a prestige class. Put this out there. But I think it should definitely be a... It bumps your strength one die size. Mm-hmm. If you crit, you don't get exhaustion. You're fine. If you succeed, you'll get the status effect exhaustion spirit... Exhaustion 8 which will reduce your spirit die by one. If you fumble, you will get shock, which means all of your stats are reduced by one die size. Right. Then if you want to use rage again, there's going to be an HP cost to it. Yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah. Because it's real strong. Yeah, like to get a D20 to roll. So I know Babu 
at level seven got a spell that was like 10 MP or something. Some, it was actually, I think it was more than that, but like, it was like Sprout that lets you increase your one of your stats by a die size up yeah. to 20. And for like the whole combat. The whole combat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so maybe. That's maybe, what I'm saying. The first one is, the first one is a, the freebie. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then after that, but after yeah. that, it's 10 MP to do it. Well, and what I, my the point I was going to make is that this is that that was at level seven. So like we are not at level seven. Maybe we yeah. could, yeah. Like this is a pretty strong ability. I, I feel okay about it having a pretty hefty cost. Yeah, I think um, it has to be like 10 HP because it's hurting something you. beefy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. I guess we talked a lot about your class stuff, but I feel like I'm. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Okay, what about, um, what's your stats right now? I've got a 12 strength, a 4 dex, a 6 int, and a 6 spirit. Okay. That's, are you, wait, that's are you laughing at, are you laughing at my 4 dex? Yeah, that's all right. I mean, Masashi has a 4 intelligence. Makes so sense. It's I'm, fine. And he's a pretty clumsy boy. Yeah. yeah. What did you take for your uh, terrain or weather? Boar in a china shop, as they say. Yes. Terrain, I did forest, because that's where he's from, basically. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the boar herds are migratory, but like mostly they're in forests. Right. And I chose that he's immune to poison, which is okay. to represent that he can eat, like, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. I took shock as my immunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took, I'm immune to exhaust. Don't worry. <laughs> I was real tempted, but then I was like, cut defeats the whole point. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. All right. Cool. Okay. And you said you have no possessions whatsoever. I did change my mind a little bit. I don't think he has any like liquid money. Basically what I'm imagining is that he was like, like his boar mom and dad, like walked him to like that, like as close to the village as they could without getting shot. Mm -hmm. And then, he walked into town and then there was just like a sweet old couple that are like, are you lost, honey? <laughs> Cause he does. I mean, he is yeah. big and scary, but he also like, he's got a sweet face. He yeah. looks like a baby. Is he <laughs> poor Hercules? Kind oh, of. Yes. Yes. So that, that was my, that was my, how I considered him being in town is that True. basically this little old couple has been helping him take care. So he's like in, He's like crammed into like a twin bed that he's completely, <laughs> completely broken. Like it's just, he's basically sleeping on the floor, right. but it's good that ate. the couple didn't say, Oh, Hey, here comes dinner. <laughs> just walking into our house. <laughs> right to a pot of water. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like he entered, he like got in the town gate and they were like, are you lost little baby? And so he, we never had. So he's got a blankie called Lala that he carries around everywhere and he kind of like like it's way too small to like wrap around him anyway he just kind of holds it on his shoulder <laughs> uh, he's got little bootsies I think <laughs> he's got I, I gave him walking shoes okay because it's like I was thinking about it like logistically and it's like boar feet are really weird and they are there's no way they're designed to hold that massive amount of weight like yeah on two little feet <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah he's got he's got he's got little little slippers that look like kids tennis shoes on the ends of his little his little That's creepy ungulate hoofs <laughs> it belonged to the child of the couple yeah they have a kid oh, for, for sure no they have a kid their kid's oh! just grown up oh, they're okay. empty nesters yeah okay. their kid just like went away to college and the, the, this boar <laughs> toddler or 12 year old came in and they were like Good enough. Okay. Same All thing. Right. So right. he, do, he he doesn't have any money or like real possessions, but sure. conceivably he could ask his, his foster family for money. That's why I put a thousand gold in question mark gotcha. because they would probably help him out. Yes. Okay, cool. Then I guess we'll move on to Pico. So for Pico, I made a custom class just because Ryutama doesn't have a thief class. Mm-hmm. And Pico is supposed to be a garbage cat, just kind of throwing garbage mm-hmm. together. So the skills that I wrote, I, I mirrored them based off of some other uh, classes' skills. Sure. I noticed that for each of the classes, they use three of the attributes. So I made sure to kind of mirror it that way too. Mm-hmm. So my skills are uh, sneaker, 
pilfer and tinker. Basically, sneaker is just, you know, hide and sneak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did dex, dex plus one for that. There's some other skill that uses the same kind of uh, mm-hmm. format. And the next one was pilfer. And it's just taking something without notice. Dex and spirit plus one. And then for the last one was tinker. I did dex and int. And that is uh, manipulate a simple object, either create or modify something simple. Mm-hmm. My goal for this is basically to double up whenever we level up to get another class. So basically those skills will be the same, but the tinker will be uh, manipulating complex objects. So gotcha. for the future. Yes. My specialized terrain or weather, I chose night, Ooh. which I think you can choose. I mean, you can choose sunny. Yep. So Pico's a cat. So night makes sense. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the status effects immunity. I chose injury, you know, just like Smart. always landing on your feet. So that's pretty much it for the thief class. My items, this is where I spent most of my money. Um, I chose climbing shoes because he's, you know, jumping all over rooftops and stuff like that. I combined a couple of items for the hiking staff because there's a walking staff and there's a hiking staff. Gotcha. And they do different things. Basically, I wanted the telescoping of the hiking staff. So I created super extendo staff. It's sturdy, is telescoping, I kind of use it for a pole vault. Uh-huh. So it gives me bonuses for terrain level three or lower and also rocky and mountain terrain. So that's my big item that I mostly carry around everywhere. My gotcha. super extendo entertainment system. And then I have a warm cape was my free item that you had. Basically, that's going to replace the sleeping bag. He just, he wears what he sleeps in. It's gotcha. fine. And then his mastered weapon is bow, which is homemade. And I chose the uncool Tag, yeah. for that. It doesn't really change anything. It just makes the price reduced, but it doesn't lower dura- uh, durability or anything sure, like sure. that. So I got some extra cash back that way. <laughs> He's saving money <laughs> by getting an uncool hat. What does it look like? No, uncool bow. Oh, bow. Excuse yeah, me. it's made out of trash. It's just sticks and rubber bands and stuff like that. Gotcha. So Still remarkably deadly. Yeah, still same stats as regular bow. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. Is there anything I'm missing? I don't think so. Did everybody have a weapon? I didn't state mine. Mine's a bow. Yeah, also. I did not. I did not state mine either. I I chose axe as my mastered weapon, but I okay. kind of want to reflavor it and to be like a great club. Okay, sure. I figure. And Musashi has a katana plus yeah, unarmed. Katana. Okay, cool. Oh, I did forget uh, my attributes. My HP is nine, so I'm a really weak. I mean, yeah. I'm cat. It makes sense. MP is 24. Yeah. And then for my strength, it's four. My dex is 10, int is 10, and wow. spirit is four. So I went specialized Oof. and I'm keeping specialized as I get uh, bumps to these sure. dice. So sure, sure, that, sure. that is everything about my character. Okay, cool. So we also have party roles that we need to assign, but you guys aren't really a party per se yet, and we'll set it up. So I think we'll choose that. If you guys, whenever you guys, well, no, let's choose it now. Like what you think your character will naturally fall into as your group shapes up. That way um, you can go ahead and act with these uh, bonuses or uh, stuff that that you're supposed to do. Does that make sense? You guys okay with that, choosing your roles now? That's fine. I do have a quick quick question. What is the benefit of a mastered weapon? Like plus one to hit? It doesn't hurt you. Basically, a mastered weapon, like what you're mastered in, means that you won't get tired using it. You know how to use it. But if you use something unmastered, you take a penalty or some kind I think it's like one HP, but yeah, still. I completely forgot about that whole part of the game because it never never came up with Babu. Yeah, because you're. He had a shank and he had spells. Yep. So your club, if you use anything that's not a club, if you try to use Musashi's katana, it would hurt you to do so. So as an attack type, I got two mastered weapons. I did fists and axe. So unarmed. Yeah. Okay. Because I figure that that could probably include him like headbutting and stuff like that. Right. Because like, again, if you weren't trained to be punch, 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 it would hurt you. You could end up hurting yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So the party roles are mapper, quartermaster, leader, and journal keeper. I can say for Pico, as a thief, probably not quartermaster. <laughs> That's probably a bad call. I, I think for him, I wouldn't really see him as a leader either. I'm kind of gravitating towards a uh, mapper 
just because metagaming wise, it's uh, it works out. Yeah. But he's also super nomadic. So it kind of makes sense that way. But uh, just depends on what you guys think. I think I think Mapper makes sense. I know of the roles, none of them seem like a good fit for me. <laughs> just straight up, but definitely not Mapper or Leader. Like, okay. I can see an argument for Quartermaster or Journal Keeper. <laughs> I would like to nominate Musashi as Leader. Yep. Yeah, I would as well. Makes sense. Yep. I figured I'd it's either going to be leader or quartermaster, but I was like, quartermaster is just like, no. Like, <laughs> a, as a player, I cannot quartermaster to save my life. And I don't think Musashi is much of a quartermaster either, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he's a doer. He just goes sure. around, you know. Yeah, he was the bodyguard, not the merchant. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think Francis would be fine as quartermaster, not in terms of like being able to inventory, but as, like, as an idea of the party in general, where like, well, yeah, you protect the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I'm probably sitting by the food anyhow. <laughs> like, might as well just give me an official job. Mm-hmm. I will say as a player, quartermaster, I'm fine doing. Like, the math and the fidgeting and the adjusting. Like, I'm fine with that. So, I'm good with quartermaster. Okay. And I guess, Ulfred, it actually makes the most sense that you're the journal keeper. I kind of assumed that was how that was going to go. Are yeah. you okay with that? I mean, I will do my best. I will also do my best to be the character that I am. So <laughs> it all works. Okay. I mean, every one of my NPCs, as, as I've been thinking of this next town, has all morphed almost into one being. But, you know, I can only play one NPC, I feel like. So we'll see. Okay, cool. So we have Francis as Quartermaster, Pico as Mapper, Ulfred as Journal Keeper, and Musashi as the leader. Got it. All right. I think the next thing I would like to talk about before we actually like set a scene, do stuff, is talk about safety talk and lines and veils. So basically, this game is going to be wholesome. I personally like Again, we've played together, but even though we've all played together lots of times, it's still good to talk about this stuff to make sure we don't like accidentally overstep a line or like push a boundary. And especially because now we're live streaming it, um, I want us to be very cognizant of the kind of kinds of subjects and topics that come up. So last season, we had nothing to do with any sort of sexual assault or anything, so we're good there. Except you know, Bobby was kind of sort of sexy in the sense of winking at everything and also had like procreated constantly or used to. Sorry. I don't think any of that was assault. (laughs) No, it wasn't. But sex stuff came up. I was like, what? Babu winking. Babu winking. Is Babu canceled? No, no. No, He was just a little creepy. I would just say that we did have a lot of sexual themes come up, except for Babu winking. Okay. Babu Babu non-sexually procreated. Yeah, he did. Did he bud? (laughs) No, they laid eggs. (laughs) (laughs) He fertilized the eggs. He just divided. He just one day went, ah! It's not. not Every second, his grandkids doubled. There's (laughs) nothing sexual about him finding a clutch of eggs <laughs> and fertilizing them. Okay. All right. So I will. I, Babu, I, I Babu's not laying that. pipe all over. Oh my Whoa. goodness. Well, we don't know what he's doing now, but anyway. Oh so, yeah. He, he is single and ready to mingle. His wife. That's right. Man. His wife died. So I Can know. I add to the safety talk? No clutches of eggs in this one. <laughs> God damn it. Go to my notes. <laughs> So I just want to talk about that. Um, For me personally, obviously, I prefer not to have to flirt with anybody as an NPC. It's something that is adamant that you would would like to explore. Let's talk about that. But I don't personally will do it naturally, flirt uh, as an NPC. Let's see. Obviously, we're going to keep the sexual stuff probably winking, I guess. I guess. I don't know why. The only... My character is so asexual in that regard yeah he has no interest in any of that that's good the only thing chris will probably be dumb and awkward that's all i will say okay and then i think child harm is another one that i don't uh like to role play out and i think 
can I bop a kid on the head if I feel they deserve it? Yes. Not like, okay, there we go. Child okay. harm is like abuse. Think of like child okay, yeah. Like, okay. We did swing some kids off a staff or something, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. game. But they bounced away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about how about beating the shit out of Francis, who is technically He's a child? Right. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm invulnerable. It doesn't matter. I need to take all these points out of health, put them into MB because <laughs> I'm invulnerable. I think because because Francis he's, is he's not, yeah yeah like he's, he's, he's a child. I would I would probably prefer him not to die but he is like <laughs> i'm thinking of it as like ash ketchum you know yeah. like, like these like kids that go out into the world and they're put in harm's yeah. way but yeah they deserve they're not, it no they go out into harm's way i'm gonna tame wild animals now that yes, i'm 12 exactly. years old i think that's it for me yeah no i agree i agree with all of those okay. i don't want i don't want to see kids getting hurt or any weird dirty stuff so good um the only thing that i had planned out in the future was potentially alcoholism like drunkenness we talked about drug we did drugs last season so i think we're okay with with that yes okay it doesn't bother me personally well i'm just also letting know for people out there listening there may be a time and point where alcohol does come up Mm. and it won't be like bee honey and, and stuff in the last session so or last campaign but yeah all right Cool. And if something is not good, just say it or get a card and write it down and put an X on it and then we'll be, we'll be good. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening. As you may know, we're streaming Book of Summer live on Geekspective's Twitch channel every other Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Come watch us play the game live and get to see the actual artwork and handouts I've made and of course, our cool faces. And if you can't catch it live, the VODs will be going up on our Geekspective YouTube as well. If you've been enjoying Shapeshift, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Sharing what you like about this show and talking about it with others is also super helpful and appreciated. Another way to help me and the show out is by becoming a patron of Geekspective's Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Geekspective. I'll be releasing a series of blog posts from my Book of Spring prep, as well as tidbits of Book of Summer prep as we go. Shapeshift is a member of the Geekspective network. There's a lot of other shows you can find me on at geekspective.com. There's Red Mage, Blue Mage, if you like Magic the Gathering. Party Like It's the Greatest Year in Film, if you enjoy movie discussions. And of course, Tales from Ox Fairy. You can get information about the Geekspective shows by either following the Geekspective Twitter, that's at Geekspective, or going to the website at geekspective.com. And you can find me on Twitter either at RocketOrca or at ShapeshiftCast. This episode was edited by Rudy Basso. You can find him on Twitter at Rudy Basso. That's R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, Rudy.